Hey everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle, and I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios. This is Season 2, Episode 9, A Thousand Words. Hi everyone, I'm going to get started with um, a memory, uh, a quote that I saw somewhere, and um, some words that I found on a tree this morning. So, um... This is to my French, I don't know if they're French actually. So whoever's listening in France, this is for you. (laughs) I feel like I need to keep you connected somehow, but it seems like you're staying connected anyway. But um, yesterday, and this is for everybody else, if you actually travel there someday, I highly recommend the hotel where we stayed. It is uh, Best Western I know that sounds strange because here in the United States, best Westerns aren't considered like ooh la la, but um, in Paris, there's this best Western uh, premier hotel. This is in French, so I don't know how to say it, literare, something with literary Le Swan, and it's located um, on 15 Rue de Constantinople in Paris, France. The neighborhood is really quiet. Um, It's on a one-way street. And yesterday... Oh, sorry. Let me say a little bit more about the hotel. It's actually um, has a theme related to Marcel Proust, who was a French um, novelist. He wrote a book called In Search of Lost Time. And um, based on his life psychologically and allegorically, that's what it says here in Britannica. Um, it says the title in French too. And I'm going to, I don't know how to speak French because when I went to Paris, all I said was merci beaucoup, like over and over again with a huge smile. And that worked because everyone was wonderful. Um, but a la recherche de temps perdu. See, I don't know what the, I didn't even speak besides merci beaucoup. Um, And, uh, but in Spanish, it's la busca del tiempo perdido. So there it is in Spanish. Um, And there's like writing on the walls, like related to his work. And it seems like a little, it was like a little museum. Honestly, really nice, small neighborhood uh, or a quiet neighborhood, really close walking distance to one of the major um, like metro stops. So if you're listening and maybe you know exactly where I'm talking about, um, across the street, this is my my memory, yesterday, randomly, I thought of this fruit uh, store. It's not a stand because it's literally a small store that you walk into, probably smaller or not as even big as an eight by 10 like bedroom. Um, And there was just really good fruit there. I remember buying some oranges and bananas, and that was my memory. So for my uh, French listener, I don't know if you know where that is in the world, but and for everybody else, I highly recommend that hotel. It was it was really great, and um, it's not like in the hustle and bustle of Paris, but it was close to a lot of different things, and it was quiet, and I remember the room having this little balcony area I don't know if you can walk out to it but you could definitely open the windows and you have your own little terrace and um, it was really nice so from a for the French listener 
that's for you and for everybody else. You should definitely um, stay there someday. The other thing, I saw a quote. I can't remember if it was from my like Momentum app that like has different quotes every day or if I read it somewhere. But it said, um, and I'm paraphrasing, stop big problems when they are little. I love that. I love that. Stop big problems when they are little. Wouldn't that be really great? You kind of know when something's going to be a big problem. <laughs> um, take, for example, my uh, beautiful dog, Bean. When I got him, he was like 20 pounds. And he was like, oh, so cute, jumping on you, you know, biting your hand off. And now he's almost 60, jumping on you, biting your hand off or your butt. Not so fun, right? I, kn- I knew that was a problem. Or when my sister taught him, right, to, oh, here, bite your blanket and we'll pull it and we'll play tug of war. And now he does that with every blanket. Hmm. Cute when it was little, not so cute when he's big. And he's still not full grown yet. So stop big problems when they are little. I thought that was a great quote. Um, And the last message before I get started, or I already started, but the last message I have was, um, there were some words I found on a tree this morning. So, you know, well, if you've been listening, I hike every morning or I try to. And coming down the mountain, there's a section in on the trail that's really wet. I'm talking about like muddy um, water just pools there. So there is a smaller trail off the main trail that you could just take that kind of bypasses that section. And in the woods there on a tree, it says, God says you're beautiful. That's what's written on the tree. God says you're beautiful. So that's what the tree said, literally. (laughs) All right, a thousand words. I think that this might trigger, uh, not memory, but for some of you, the phrase a picture is worth a thousand words. But this is actually literally about a thousand words in a film, a movie. Who knew? Maybe you knew about this, but Eddie Murphy and Kerry Washington have this movie called A Thousand Words that came out in 2012. I had no clue at all. And um, I think within the past week, I was watching TV and I caught the last... I would say uh, 15 minutes of the movie where things really kind of go down. And if you want to watch the movie without knowing what happens, um, you might want to stop listening because I'm basically going to tell you everything that happens in the movie. And it's A Thousand Words by Eddie, I mean, and Eddie Murphy and Carrie Washington are in it. Um, But if you don't care to watch it, but you still want to know about it, here we go. So I got to the part where it was really like, like I said, the film was, um, he had duct tape on his mouth and he was talking to the tree with his mind. So let me kind of tell you what this, this movie's about. I'm just going off here. I know Wikipedia, right? But, (laughs) um, 
to explain the plot. So in the movie, Eddie Murphy is a literary agent and he's a talker, blah, 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 blah. You know, he's, he's a big shot. He gets all these great deals. Um, and he, and he's trying to get this, uh, what they're calling like a new age self-help guru named Dr. Sinja to sign with him. Right. And, um, or with his company. And he's like, no, I can get a deal with him. Um, I can do this. And, and everyone's trying every like publisher or literary agent is trying to get um, Dr. Sinja to get on board with their their company um, and the way Eddie Murphy does it is he goes to his retreat center Dr. Sinja's retreat center and he joins one of the meditation classes and in it you know people it's a guided med- meditation so Dr. Sinja is talking and saying you know um, telling them what chants to use and everybody around them who's performing the meditation and listening is you know chanting oh and then he's just guiding Dr. Sinja's guiding them and Eddie Murphy's you know in his business suit which is really funny while everybody's in their yoga gear and he's following along at first Eddie Murphy is and then he's like Oh, and then he goes into Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa, Mama say. Of course, in Eddie Murphy style, right? And then he just kind of goes off and pretty much fakes it. He's having this enlightenment moment, and then Doctor Sinja, you know, pulls him aside and it's kind of like, "Are you okay?" But that's his his end to get alone with the New Age self self help guru. And Dr. Sinjin, you know, sees right, right through what Eddie Murphy's trying to do. But he eventually, he signs, you know, with Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy leaves the retreat center, um, you know, thinking he is the king of all literary agents because he just signed this big deal with um, Dr. Sinja. But what happens is that night, um a Bodhi tree magically appears in Eddie Murphy's backyard or Jack McCall's backyard. And the tree, so let me explain what a Bodhi tree is quickly. Um, It's a large and ancient sacred fig tree. And, um, it is believed that the spiritual teacher who became known as the Buddha is said to have attained enlightenment, um, you know, sitting by this tree. Um, so this tree suddenly just overnight appears. And then Eddie Murphy's like, what's this? What's going on? And the... Um, Dr. Sinja's like, I don't know what this is. Like he comes over because he notices, Eddie Murphy notices that every time he speaks, that leaves start falling off the tree. So he thinks this is like a, a joke or a curse, like what's going on. Remember, he's a, a blabber, this big talker. Um, and Dr. Sinja's like, no, this is not a joke. I don't know. I've never seen this before. I'm going on a, a retreat somewhere off in the world. I think somewhere in South America. I'm going to talk to the other people I know. Let me see 
if they've heard of anything like that. And he's like, this curse, you got to get rid of this curse. Once again, every time he speaks, leaves start coming off the tree. He's like, well, you're connected to this tree now. You're, you are connected with this tree. And he's like, what do you think happens when a tree loses its leaves? And he's like, you're going to die. And Jack is like, no, like, come on now. Stop this. Cut this out. Find out like how to fix this. Because like I said, he's a blabber, right? And it's even the written word. Like he can't even write stuff down without the leaves falling off. So Dr. Sinja leaves on his retreat. Eddie Murphy is left for three days trying to figure out how to survive without talking. And I'm going to just go back to the the ex- def- or explanation of the plot here. Uh, with Jack forced to pick and choose his words, communicating with others becomes difficult and full of misunderstandings. These misunderstandings cost him two book deals, his job, and his wife. And his wife is Carrie Washington. <laughs> she walks out on him when she thinks his sudden silence is due to him not loving her anymore. When he tries to explain the tree to her, she doesn't believe him. And only Jack's assistant, assistant sorry, realize he's telling the truth. Um, and the assistant the relationship between him and Eddie Murphy is really hilarious. This is a young kid. Um, it kind of reminds me of that relationship between oh, Anne Hathaway and oh, the devil who wears Prada. Oh my God, why can't I think of that big actress where she just does anything for him, for her and similar situation in here with the assistant and Eddie Murphy. Um, and only Jack's assistant is is the one that realizes he's telling the truth and he goes to Jack's house and, you know, he sees at one point that Jack is just drunk like crazy because he's already lost his wife, lost his job, lost two big book deals, his job, and he's trying to get him to stop talking, but Jack is drunk, punches him, kind of like, you know, knocks him out because he gets to the point where he's so desperate. Jack is so desperate, Eddie Murphy, so desperate that he doesn't know what to do. He's like, forget it. If I have, this is it, then this is it. I'm going to go. He wakes up the next morning with duct tape on his mouth and he goes to the tree and kind of like accepts what's happened and where he is. And there's about one um, branch left with, I don't know, maybe like 11 words or leaves. I'm sorry on it. And at that point, he finally gets in touch with Dr. Sinjin. He's like, it just kind of things it's like I didn't find out anything from the conference he's like just kind of like make peace with all your relationships and it is what it is so with this one branch left um Eddie Murphy or Jack tries to go around and and reconcile with the different people in his lot the different people around him so to his this is a I thought this was a beautiful scene he goes to Carrie Washington and they have a baby together wherever she is, you know, his wife in the movie. And I believe, sorry if I don't remember the order correctly, he goes, you, me, and then, you know, he puts his hand on the baby 
we eternity. And then he kisses them both and walks away. He goes to his mom. His mom is in um, assisted living center. She has dementia. Every time in the past in the movie when she sees him, she thinks that Eddie Murphy is actually her husband, right? His dad. And, and there's a lot of pain there because I believe his dad left when he was younger. And, you know, she talks to Eddie Murphy as if that's her husband. And she's like, Jack has so much pain and I wish he would let it go. Um, and then he goes in one last time on her birthday and he, you know, in this instance of this scene, he says, yes, that he is, you know, her husband because she doesn't know who he is exactly. And she just starts talking to him and saying, it's my birthday. And same thing. I wish Jack would let go of his pain. And he just, you know, I believe kisses his mom as well and says, uh, Ma, I love you. And then walks out after that scene. And then he goes to um, a gravesite, and in it, or at the on the tombstone, it has his father's name. And he's standing there, and there are three words left. I'm sorry, yeah, three words left, or three leaves left. And he says to his dad, "I forgive you." And then at that point thunder rain comes down he clenches his chest and goes down it looks like he's dying for a few minutes you don't even really know if he if he has died and then the phone rings his cell phone rings and you see his hand reach for it and it's his assistant and his assistant is telling him the tree just like blossomed new leaves like it's it's alive again and Eddie Murphy is like is back so it comes out uh, it turns out that um, he ends up writing a book from this experience so, you know the, the last few minutes it's called a thousand words and his assistant in that is now like uh, a big literary agent and he loves the Dr. Sinja now because he like he died his old self died and his new self, he's like, no, this is my real self. You know, he appreciated that experience, even though he hated Dr. Sinja while it was happening. But now he's like, thank you so much. And he has this rejuvenated um, sense or newness about him because his old self died. He goes to repair his relationship with Kerry Washington. Of course, who wouldn't, right? Um, and you know, a few other things happen uh, before the film ends. But it just made me think about in life how if we have a limited something and we know it, right, whether it's limited time, money, limited, um, gosh, I don't even know what. I, I mean, let's take this literal example. Like, let's say you only had a thousand words left to say. I understand the humor here as a podcaster is talking about words. <laughs> I feel like when we're limited, we either really careless and just like don't know what to do and kind of crazy about it, right? And either spend it or lose it quickly or it makes us pause 
and we're really cautious and thoughtful then about how we're going to use the time, words, money, whatever the thing is, right, that you're, that you have. And he kind of goes through that. The kind of goes, he goes through those phases. I mean, one of the funny parts, or I think it's funny in the film, he's in front of the tree and like testing it out. And he, and he starts saying, I want my baby back, baby, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, you know, like the Chili's commercial thing. Cause he's like, is this for real? And then he, he bursts out into this Chili's commercial jig or jingle. And I feel like we're like that sometimes we're either, we don't know what to do. And then we're really like, ah, desperate and, and hasty about our decisions or it makes us really thoughtful and more meaningful in our approach to whatever it is that we don't have that much of left. A thousand words is about like three to four pages, I think. Like I Google, I had a Google document and I was like, what's a thousand words? And I don't even know if I've said like a thousand words in this podcast already, but what if you only had a thousand words left to say? What would you say? Who would you say them to? We probably have way more than a thousand words, I hope. But being more thoughtful and meaningful about the things that we say I think that's a good thing. And every once in a while reminding ourselves of, hey, what if I have a thousand words? What's really important? What do I really need to say? And what's just blabber? (laughs) Blabber, right? (laughs) A thousand words. Think about it. All right, people. Accept your sparkle, surrender to it, and allow it to be so. Until then, keep shining!